bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome along then on this uh, sunny Thursday afternoon as we're recording this to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Yellow Army, Sharp End of the Season podcast. <laughs> Because there's you've, really... com- you've covered most of the bases <laughs> there, Guy, haven't you? Well done. There's really no other way of looking at it, is there? It's, it is the sharp end, not only for us, but for a lot of the teams in the dogfight down at the bottom yeah, of the uh, National League. Yeah, it certainly is, and um, well, there was never much room for error, but there no. certainly isn't now. And there have been some, some strange results this week. Well, well here we are. We're all sitting looking at each other going, you know, oh dear, can we get out of this? Can we get out of this? Can we get out of this? And then uh, I, you, you look back uh, last Saturday, uh, Forest Green nil, North Ferriby 1. Where did that come from? Indeed, and messed my accumulator up, and no mistake. No. Oh, oh well yes. Yeah. There's always one. There's always there? one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in a funny way, e- even, even more so in my mind, Um, uh, on Monday, uh, Tuesday night, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, York nil, Bromley two. And, an and incredible I mean, result, isn't it? I, you wouldn't have had the milk in your coffee on that result. No. Uh, incredible. Uh, when you think Bromley, most of their players part time, middle of the table, nothing much to play for, 300 miles from home, yeah. uh, um, 3,000 York fans behind the Minster two, men. Two men and a dog in the away end. Correct. Probably. Uh, uh, York on a roll. Yeah. You know. Uh, Great escape brackets, a la Torquay last season, and the thing. York nil, Bromley two. A- absolutely amazing result. So it does underline, does it not, yeah, that, that anybody that looks at the fixtures each week and goes, well, they'll beat them, they'll beat them, and they'll beat them. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't <laughs> you do it. We'd, can't. All, we'd all be very rich men, exactly, we, if we could exactly. do that. Exactly, and we all turned up, I think, last Saturday at Playmore, Chester at home. Yeah. Just got a, a four points from two away games at... Wrexham and Solihull Moors thinking, yeah, come on, we'll, we'll, we'll do, do these today. And that's a seamless segue, David, oh. into, uh, into talking about... <laughs> I must... Uh, <laughs> you should do this for a, li- we, for a living. We, we, we must ask for more, more money than, <laughs> than we're not on at the moment. Exactly. So the Chester game, we can't avoid talking about the Just Chester let's, game. Let's deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Indeed. As you were saying, the it's another one of those games where... Un- the unexpected happens. Expect the unexpected. Well, have we United, had a it? normal, routine, 2 nil, whatever home game I don't for think months? So. No. There has been every single week. There's been one of those things where we all look at each other and say, "What on earth happened there?" We've had right backs playing in goal for most of the game. We've had uh, uh, United up against ten men and losing it. We've had Tranmere turning up and dropping 30 goal strikers uh, uh, yeah. to the subs bench and United getting a nil-nil draw out of it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Chester last Saturday. Nothing much to play for, you wouldn't think. No. Nope. A la Bromley. Um, uh, and what happens just before half-time with United doing okay? The sending Miles, off of Miles Anderson. Absolutely. W- um, was it a sending off, do you think? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there um, wasn't much dissent. I, no. mean, I don't think Miles was um, was complaining particularly. Didn't look no. uh, uh, too shocked, did he? Uh, of course, Mr. Uh, Allison, Sam Allison, the referee, who I must say I've always been a bit of a fan of. I think he's decent. I didn't um, think he had a good game well, at all. Last I, I, I think even he probably, if he he won't be listening to this, but uh, but he he, yeah. well, he comes from Chippenham Way, Wiltshire, and he, he's he's a proper bloke as well. Played for years and years as centre forward for Chippenham Town, so he knows what muck and nettles football is all about. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, uh, he, uh, I think after about 20 minutes on Saturday, when, when the Playmore crowd, who didn't need much encouragement to get stuck <laughs> into somebody on Saturday, uh, which of course is actually the sort of atmosphere that, that United want and need to play yeah, in at home, yeah. Um, uh, they let him know in no uncertain terms what they thought of the first a few decisions, and I think he must have known then it was going to be quite a long afternoon. And he, you know, we can all argue until he blew in the face about decisions. Let's face it; I think the most important thing was United did not lose to Chester because of Mr. Allison, no, no. but there were a number of question mark decisions. I personally didn't think he got as, quite as many wrong as some of my mates did, um, but one of the ones he definitely got right was the sending off. Yeah, yeah, and. But there was some good news, and um, Kevin Nicholson pointed it out immediately after the game that yeah. we, we all thought straight red, Whoops. three match back. Yeah, that it might be either for a professional yeah. foul or for sort of you know reckless uh, um, for the yeah. tackle. Kevin was was quite adamant, and he's turned out to be absolutely right. Kevin Nicholson that that it would be a denying a goal scoring opportunity decision, and it would be one match, which which Miles Anderson has duly received yeah. from the FA, so he'll miss. You'll miss Aldershot. I'm this Saturday's game at Aldershot. More of that a little bit later. But I, I think the, the funny thing was last Saturday, and the point you know you were making before we we kicked off this podcast what, what was was you know the, the crowd got solidly behind yeah. uh, uh, United last Saturday. They even applauded the ten men off the pitch at the end of the game, which is amazing when you think of the desperate position yeah. the club is in. Um, and it, uh, it, it was a sucker punch, the goal as it, well, wasn't it? Was. It? it was. A, a and United played, reflection. they tried their hearts out in the second half, they played pretty well, but in the end, when you're playing against 11, tenors playing against 11, uh, uh, there's always the chance that you can't cover all the bases. You can cover 10 of the 11 bases, if you know what I mean, but not the yeah. 11th. And sure enough, uh, um, what is it? 10 minutes from time something like that it was an attack yeah. down the left hand side by Chester which which wasn't actually going anywhere uh, the midfield player Dawson got it checked back on his right foot and saw this massive but an acre of space that's on the, the right hand side that's the side. 11th man area that's the 11th it? man yeah. area yeah. United would normally have had somebody yeah. in there uh, uh, and Sam Hughes the right, young right back he's a very promising player he won't be at Chester very long ran in there Hughes rolled the ball into his path one touch hit and um, uh, I still think Brendan Moore would have I w- would no have doubt. saved it. Uh, we were uh, in that perfect position in Bristow's bench where you were right behind the shot quite, and you could see um, the deflection just curled it around his fingers. And, didn't it? Uh, and that did it 1 0. And the shame was that, 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 that Nicholson had, had done exactly the right thing in my book. Uh, um, he'd, he'd, I'm sure he said to the players, I don't know whether you said it in as many words at half time, look, let's keep this at 0 0 if we possibly can for as long as possible. Don't lose the match in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the second half. They didn't. In fact, they had a, a came within an ace of taking mm. the lead in the 65th minute, didn't they? Uh, oh, um, great goalkeeping, didn't two, I? Two yeah, Keating great really, saves by yeah. Alex Lynch. That's another name people should remember, a goalkeeper, not just because of the, that save, but for other work. Yeah. Um, uh, a great save from Ruri Keating initially, and then from Jamie Reid's follow-up. Um, still, United, what, 15 minutes to go, Nicholson takes off, Keating and Reed, yeah. standing ovations, both of them, they'd run themselves into the ground. Uh, personally speaking, I don't think it's possible for Ruri Keating to run himself into the ground. Uh, there going. is no ground no. Uh, <laughs> that he can't keep running over. Um, uh, terrific effort. Yeah. Um, and, and decent in the air, I think that's starting to... Yeah. People are starting to, 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 to realise that, how many headers he wins. Mm. Um, uh, and sends on Brett Williams and Dan Sparks, both of them on the bench. That was a talking point that Sparks 
wasn't in the starting lineup. Because we were talking then about Tranmere leaving their two top scorers well, on the bench. There you go. At least that was yeah. a kind of a, a related yeah. to the FA Trophy. But uh, I mean, Sparks had picked up a knock yeah. uh, at um, uh, at Solihull in midweek, but he looked pretty fit to us when he when, when he came on. But uh, st- still, there you go. They go on. Fifteen minutes to go. Absolutely. Now let's see. Don't give this away. Let's see if we can nick a winner. Five minutes after that yeah. sub- double substitution comes the Hughes goal. Uh, and the rest is history and United lose at home for the ninth time this season that's poor isn't it well because it, it, the incredible thing was a few weeks ago we, we, we were all had a head in our hands that uh, uh, United were half decent at home uh, but their away record would get them relegated uh, all of a sudden in the last few weeks United's away record has picked up um, uh, and uh, you know they can't beat a Royal Rovers team at, you know, at, at home at the moment and, and uh, last nine away games uh, 13 points out of 27 yeah. they've only lost 2 of their last 9 away games home the last 9 5 points out of 27 1 win, 2 draws 6 defeats of their last 9 home that's, games that's now gets you Torquay United yeah. with the crowd that turn up I'm not overstating it, I know it's slipped down to you know, 14, 1500 some weeks but United can never be losing that many games at home, even at this level. Old Ian Atkins, who was the architect of one of United's great escapes, always used to joke and laugh at me. He said, "I can't understand how anybody uh, um, uh, wins down, uh, how any away team wins down here, especially on a Tuesday night." He said, yeah. "Half of them, half of them are fed up with the journey down, and the rest are thinking about the journey home." <laughs> um, and uh, but there you are, uh, and it's been a big, big because disappointment. It- and a lot of people were saying after the game, oh, Torquay played really well, they didn't deserve to lose, both of which are quite True. right. But doesn't it just shine a spotlight on how bad the performances against Geisley, Eastley, Maidstone, Maidstone yeah. have been at home? You know, if, if Torquay were capable of really putting a shift in, getting stuck in, as you, the phrase you used, muck and nettles football against Chester last Saturday, why on earth couldn't they do it earlier? When well, It's all ifs and buts. $64,000 question and... Unfortunately, it's history now. Uh, yeah. The one thing that last Saturday does tell you is that they have got it in there uh, and they have got to produce it in bucket loads over yeah. these last five games of the season. Uh, as Kevin Nicholson is regularly saying, and, and with perfectly good reason, uh, there is not an unbeatable team in this division. Uh, um, the best can beat the wor- the worst can beat the best. Yeah. Uh, and the Forest Green North Ferriby result proved that. Proves it, doesn't it? Um, Geisley have beaten all sorts of weird and wonderful teams this season, uh, and it can still be done. Yeah. But it won't be done without what we saw for most Saturday. of last Saturday yeah. and definitely in the second half. Proper digging in performance. Yeah. So, uh, were you listening, by the way, to the Herald Express, Devon Live Yellow Army podcast? We'll move on to talk about uh, matches ahead. Uh, older shots coming up on Saturday. First of all, uh, We've been thinking for a couple of weeks that Courtney Richards might be on the verge of a comeback, but yeah. he isn't, is no, he? No, that, that, that's, that's gone out of the window, sadly, for, for, for him and, and for United. Uh, it seems incredible that Barrow away was nine games ago, but it was. Nil-nil yeah. uh, draw up there. I remember looking across the blasted wastes of, uh, of Barrow to the other side of the pitch there, uh, and uh, him, uh, Courtney Richards, hobbling off and never dreamt that he wouldn't yeah. still wouldn't be back in action by now. The, the knee ligament injury that he picked up that day—that's not the problem now. Uh, um, he picked up a, a, a thigh strain. It appeared to be okay. He still had full movement. He was able to train, but there was a niggling little 
pain. Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's what pros call the kicking muscle in your thigh, fairly high up. Uh, Gareth Law eventually wasn't happy with it, and, and uh, nothing really showed up in the normal examinations. He said, you know, physios can normally detect roughly what the damage yeah. is, especially with muscular injuries, but he wasn't happy with it. Took him in for a scan this week. Whoops, there's an eight meet and eight centimeter tear at the top of his uh, uh, yeah. of his thigh muscle. Sounds like and a painful one, that. Yeah, and 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 it's deep. It's it's, yeah. it's deep, and it has to be sorted. So, uh, it, in other words, if he was to go out and try and play now or train at full blast, yeah. if that was to go, then you are looking at months out. Long term. So, yeah. So he's he that's his season over, unfortunately, and. Um, that's a shame for him because oh, knowing well, the sort of character that he is, he yes, would want exactly. to be out there getting, uh, no, getting course, stuck in. Absolutely, he's turned up for away games and, and yeah. all sorts, and uh, it's his third season here. And, and um, you know, he, he was as up for it as anybody, and yeah. still is. But um, uh, you know, as Kevin Nicholson said, he you know he give him a couple of days to get his head round it all and calm down, and then I think they're trying to involve him as much as possible. Yeah. I'm, I'm damn sure he'll be at Aldershot on Saturday. So with Courtney definitely oh, out and numbers. Miles Anderson suspended for the one yep. game, who does that leave us for Aldershot? Well, 16 players. 16. That is an absolute bare 16. It includes Nicholson and Will Hancocks, right. uh, um, United's yeah. young uh, rookie midfielder. Um, ben Gehring is still out on loan, the centre-half at Truro. I, as far as I recall, they can't get him back under the terms of the loan unless Truro do something, and probably not even then. Uh, until the last couple of games of the season. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, with Anderson out as well this Saturday, this all relates back, of course, to the failure to sign any players uh, um, yeah. uh, before the last transfer deadline. And funnily enough, on that tack, um, the chairman uh, and owner, Clark Osborne, almost probably as we speak, I understand, is conducting the first of a questions for the club session, um, uh, which will be going out on the club's website okay. later. Uh, and let's see whether <laughs> I'm sure at least one of the questions and I understand there's some pretty fierce ones in there uh, will relate to that issue and we'll yeah. see what if any his, his response is on that now you know I mean it's it's history now and, and uh, but of course it's still it's sort of relevant but uh, um, the fact is 16 players going to order shot on Saturday so yeah, the team kind of picks itself, doesn't it? We well, assume that Galifuoco will go into the centre. Yeah, that's okay. Um, uh, Galifuoco will play. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Jordan Lee will be at right back. Massive yeah. plus he's been yeah. um, over the last few weeks. I think we all thought that he might sink without trace after that. Um, young uh, Loney from Bournemouth. He had a that. terrible first game. Well, he did. Yes, the bad it, things happened. He didn't play terribly. It's just yeah. The, he bad gave stuff he happened. gave away yeah. a, a penalty. I forget who it was against. Now um, I, was it uh, Macclesfield? It I've could, got Macclesfield in mind for some reason. Um, fairly early on, um, uh, and you know that's a dreadful start, isn't yeah. it? When you go to a new club, especially on loan, and he's, he was here right to the end of the season from the word go. But my goodness, he's come on in the last three games playing right backstroke right midfield yeah. um, Wrexham away Solihull away and last Saturday against Chester and I think he's been one of the brightest sparks and he, had a he could game still be a big big help for United over these last few matches do you think he might play him right midfield and put Verma into right back um, or not my goodness I hadn't thought about that because uh, Verma's has played there he has quite a bit this yeah. season hasn't he uh, uh, for me uh, the idea about that would be not just the fact that you could play Lee on the right hand side of midfield Lathrop in the middle and that would switch um, uh, Luke Young to the left yeah. left centre of midfield 
Now, I think he's better there than playing on the right of midfield, which, which he is at the moment. He can't come in on his left foot because he hasn't got a great left foot no. from that position. But down the right-hand side of midfield, right-centre, if you know what yeah. I mean, uh, of a three-man midfield, he can cut back on that right yeah. foot. And his shooting chances are much greater from that area yes. yeah. than they are from the right side of midfield. So that, that's not a bad... I just think, you know, a bit like Ruri Keating, when you've got a young lad like Jordan Lee, I think he looks bigger and stronger from the day he first yeah. arrived anyway he's a sensible grown up lad not an awful lot phases him he's confident on the ball yeah uh, you know he might just pull something off for you he's we've you seen how good he is going yeah. forward certainly home fans did last saturday against chester yeah that might that that, yeah. that might be an option the the, the the other big unknown factors of course are up front you know is is it which combination yeah. of players does he go with up front he's it's got Williams Harrod yeah. Keating Reed and Sparks yeah and he's got to get three out of those <laughs> six um, yeah it's difficult I don't and you've got Sam Cheney as well in yeah. fairness to him yeah Sam Cheney's around as well I would certainly be starting with Keating I like oh he's got Keating. to play you know since, it, since he gave him his first it was was it a Wrexham that he yeah. got his first start yeah I, I mean he he uh, as, as we were saying, that, that there's almost not enough territory that he can't run over, you know. And and uh, he, he is he is fit, he is up for it. I think everybody's been impressed how good he is in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think you know, in lower league, not just the conference, but lower division football, you have to have a lad up front who's charging around and giving the centre the, the opposition centre backs yeah. a hard time. And that's exactly what he does. And then it's up to the people around him to make the most of it. Now, there'll be a big turnout of Torquay fans oh, up well, in Aldershot. Yeah. Always is. And uh, one pessimist said to me this week that he was going because he thought it might be his last chance to see a fully professional Torquay side on an away day. Oh. Which I thought was a bit... Um, well, but understandable. Yeah, he may be right. Understandable. I mean, that, that's obviously we're, we're, one of the questions being asked to Clark Osborne. Isn't there it? you go. I wouldn't be at all surprised if somebody doesn't run that past him. He, he, yeah. he, he may... and shouldn't anticipate it should we he may sort of say well look hold on a minute we've put all that on hold until we know what's going to happen mm. or he may say no the plan is dot 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 yeah. but I can understand that that supporter feeling that way uh, uh, I've no doubt at all that even in this circum even in these perilous circumstances where there isn't an awful lot to be you know optimistic about there will be hundreds of talkie fans I'm yeah. not sure exactly how many the weather is supposed to be glorious we are in the last chance saloon, as it were, yeah. uh, um, or certainly as the the doors are swinging, um, and uh, I, I think there'll be a great turnout on Saturday. And um, you know, good luck to those fans. They've stuck with the club unbelievably well. I was looking at the average attendances in the conference just now. Uh, All a shot a fifth, and United a seventh. Yeah. You know, in the in in the ta- in the table of attendances, and Aldershot's average attendance this season, and they've been going really well for a little while now. I think are only two hundred and fifty, three hundred more than more than Torquay. Yeah. It just shows, you know, how desperately frustrating this situation will be if it goes wrong. And the, as to the game itself, it's a bit of an old boys reunion, yeah, isn't it? The, absolutely. Uh, Aldershot. Uh, three three proper old boys in the United side. I don't mean that the accent on the old, the proper. <laughs> Uh, Damon Lathrop, Brett Williams and Sean McGinty uh, are all ex-Aldershot players. In the case of Lathrop and McGinty came straight from there to here last summer. Brett Williams had gone to Stevenage and Forest yeah. Green in the meantime, but he was a big favourite there, scored a lot of goals for Aldershot in his previous life. 
Uh, you've had a chat with uh, with Damon Lathrop, which is up on the DevonLive.com website at the moment, and yep. he, he's looking forward to it, shall we say. Yeah, you're telling me, uh, you know, a lot of people shrug their shoulders and say, yeah, yeah, back to your old club. Well, it's just like any other game, really. But I think uh, for Lathrop, who was there for two years, uh, um, I mean, he was basically saying, <laughs> I put to him that... Uh, um, uh, this would be a wonderful time and place to score his first goal for Torquay. He's come uh, close, hasn't he? he rattled he the has, ball. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a it is a bit of a sore point with him, <laughs> and I don't blame him for it at all. But he's played what was 145 appearances for Torquay and never scored. Yeah. He did get a couple for Aldershot during his two years there, but he readily admitted this would be a wonderful time uh, um, to, to, to notch one. Um, wild scenes in front of the away oh, end. I it, imagine it would, if he if, does if, get if, one. If he if he scores, all hell will break loose. But um, uh, uh, unless, of course, it's only a, con- a consolation goal. Oh no, but, Dave. Um, no, no. But he he, uh, you know, I mean, Damon Damon was very readily said to be perfectly honest with you. I don't care who sticks the thing in the back of the net as long as we get a result up there, and that's absolutely yeah. the right the right attitude, of course. And there are three ex-goals of varying degrees of experience yeah, in, the, in the Aldershot side. In, ma- in many ways, none of them are ex-goals because two of them were on loan and one was on trial. Scott <laughs> Rendell, of course, has always felt like one of ours, hasn't he? Yeah. Because he had that season on loan from Peterborough back in 2009-10 when he played so well during that year. Uh, he and Elliot Benyon more or less mm. up front and they became big mates as a result of it. Um, um, uh, at the end of that season I think he got about 12 or 13 goals that year yeah. and he played very very well always looked back on the season here with great sort of yeah. you know, uh, fondness nice chap as well very nice he? lad yeah, good lad um, I, I once drove him up to I think it was Hartlepool or somewhere like that was it? no my mind it was Darlington but I'm not quite sure whether Darlington was still in the no they had gone by then didn't they? but still never mind somewhere up north somewhere, somewhere a long um, way north I think he had yeah. been ill or all of a sudden he was called up in an emergency and I, I, I drove him up there so we, we spent a few hours cross yeah. country on the motorways and um, he, he, he's a nice lad and, and uh, uh, he's since gone on played for various clubs he uh, made a very controversial move to Aldershot, though, didn't from he? From Woking, yeah. uh, in the summer. Yeah. Uh, big favourite at Woking, obviously. It's a bit like uh, if they were both in the league, somebody moving from Brixham AFC to Torquay in, in, in the summer. It doesn't go down well. <laughs> it wouldn't have gone, gone down well. But he's gone back to Aldershot, which was his first club. Um, and sure enough, he's scored plenty of goals this season, so United need to keep him yeah. out. Um, Shamir, yeah, Shamir um, Fenelon. He'll appear in the now. team sheet yeah. as Fenelon, and but United fans will know him much better as Goodwin. Uh, what a good player, young player he was on yes, loan was. from Brighton yeah. during that thirteen fourteen season when Chris Hargreaves Chris was Hargreaves to keep him in the league. He yeah. was great yeah. value, wasn't he? And then he got abominably sent off against Newport at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the Newport pros went down in a heap, cl- claiming that he'd elbowed him, and the ref fell for it three game ban when he was flying at the yeah, time yeah. playing very well and then he picked up an injury after that I think and he was a huge miss towards the end yeah. of that season um, uh, and uh, uh, and then of course the other one is Jim Kellerman who, who, who I mean he, he was only a trialist here I yeah. think it was last last year or last season not quite sure which it was from Wolves he was a youngster from Wolves I thought he looked half decent I must say but that means nothing uh, he eventually left and uh, and he's now he was yeah. released by Wolves at the end of last season, signed for Aldershot, now 19 and, and appears to be doing okay. He's in their team most weeks anyway. so um, Should be some game up there on, oh on no, Saturday. 3 o'clock kick-off. And, and it's Saturday. always, you know, there's such history between Aldershot and Torquay. They've played each other you know, loads yeah. and loads of times. I was chatting to 
to to um, sort of the the press officer, media man, who's an old mate at Aldershot this week when we were sorting out press passes, and <clears throat> hell of a nice thing for him to say. He said, "Look, Dave, we've had a great season. We're going really well, and it looks like with a bit of luck we might be in the playoffs." He said, "But nobody wants Torquay to go down, and if you get a point up down, up here on Saturday, and it keeps you up, and we're still we still we stay in the playoffs." He said, "That will be perfect because we don't want you to go down." And uh, there's was, a lot of that around the league, isn't yeah, there? Yes, there is. Good. Uh, I mean, it's a mixture. Bonds. It's a mixture yeah. of genuine fondness and affection yeah. for Torquay and all the friendships that have built up over the years, and also the fact, of course, that you know Torquay in the you know in in the conference are one of the top. Three, four, five teams in the in 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 terms of size of club and support. So playing Torquay United in the conference is money in the bank for all these yeah, other clubs. Yeah. So there's a mixture of practicality and genuine affection. Good stuff. Well, we we can't leave the podcast this week without mentioning Paul Buckle. You've had a chat with Bucks. Amazing, you? a long yeah. distance chat with Bucks. Well, this week. I, I emailed him because uh, I know how closely he follows events at Plainmore. Still, of course, he now lives in now lives in California. Uh, um, head coach of Sacramento Republic, which doing is doing very well too. Absolutely, yeah. one of the best teams in the. Um, uh, it's the USL. USL. Isn't it? yeah. It's yeah. it's like the championship of American soccer. They're trying to get up into the MLS, the major league, um, but they've they had a good season last season. Got in the playoffs. They kicked off with two two wins. So I emailed him and suddenly realised this week that uh, that um, of course the time difference meant that the email <laughs> must have dropped in about. 4.45 in the morning so I was quite uh, um, uh, um, I, I followed it up and said oh I'm terribly sorry I suddenly realised I emailed you you know, long before you'd been getting up emailed yeah. Julie arrived a few minutes later saying don't worry Dave I'm already up I'll ring you in half an hour so when he finally rang yeah. it was still 6 o'clock in the morning and yeah. there he was uh, uh, I, I think I've got the firm impression he was driving along the, the seafront freeway at Sacramento <laughs> Um, with the palm trees waving which in the breeze, is, which is much like driving in through painting of a morning, absolutely, isn't it? Apparently. And and we had a great, ch- a good long chat about stuff and uh, a bit of reminiscing and a bit of teeth gritting and because he uh, still thinks Torquay can get out of this. Yeah, doesn't he? well, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's over there and we're over here, but uh, um, you know, I think he th- he hopes, stroke thinks they can still get out of it. Yeah, um, uh, and uh, he he still has the club very much at heart. He had. As we look fondly back for, when you actually think about it, amazing years. Very here. successful years, weren't they? Hugely. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, we, we we did a bit of reminiscing, and uh, he but he follows events very closely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a big friend of of, Je- of Jeff Harrop, the the, the uh, uh, general manager at Torquay, and of Kevin Nicholson's. Yeah. He was pointing out he brought both of them to the club, Nicholson as a player, and Jeff Harrop to head up the old youth academy. And isn't he? Damon Lathrop's. He's Damon Lathrop's uncle. uncle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's all these That's connections with the club, and of course yeah. he's still got an awful lot of contacts and friends yeah. here, family as well. Um, and uh, um, you know, this is his, this is yeah. his other club. You know, and uh, um, you know, he, 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 he well, you can imagine what him and an awful lot of ex yeah. United players and managers are thinking, um, yeah. scattered around the place. Now, some of those anecdotes that you shared with him, I'm sure were unrepeatable, but I'm going to ask you to repeat one oh, about no. a, a particular Talking United favourite well, a few years ago. <laughs> when, when, we ran this, when you ran this past me before we started, I thought, 
how am I going to cope with the expletives on the on on on, the, on these stories? <laughs> but uh, uh, because most of them included a fair few. Because don't forget, you're looking back at an era where United's dressing room was full of people, yeah. you know, who didn't take no for an answer. Um, if you if you were the wrong person and caught the wrong person in the wrong time of day, and you answered back, you you usually had to watch out. Um, but that was the kind of dressing room which we all wish that yeah. United had had ever since. Um, but what, one story that, that, that um, uh, Paul told me, which, which I'm sure neither he nor Wayne Carlyle will really object to, was that there was a horrible day out at the race course. And yeah. the race course, as most people can remember, after a bit of midwinter rain, it, it, it used to be bottomless. It was ankle deep. Now, Wayne, uh, who a player that you and I idolised... Um. A very fine player indeed. Absolutely, um, a, a wonderful pro uh, and a top top player as that as the cross at Wembley will, will, yeah. will always uh, prove. Um, uh, Wayne is a person who likes things to be right. He 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 finds it hard to handle when not only you know if if, if things are out of control or if other people aren't doing it right and they were having a very very poor training session in ankle deep of mud where everybody was struggling he couldn't pass the ball Wayne was getting more and more frustrated um, and he finally turned around and lost lost it with Paul Buckle <laughs> and said this is absolute rubbish gaffer I, you know I all can't handle this all effect. the words to that effect etc cetera, et cetera. Paul I think was, was, was just about on the limit himself as well he bit turned around and told Wayne Carlisle he said yeah, it may be rubbish, but so but but so are you. Now get out of here," he said. "I'm fed up with your moaning." And Wayne Carlyle took himself off, and he ran around Newton Abbott Racecourse whilst the rest of the a training session was going yeah. on. Now anybody that's been racing at Newton Abbott Racecourse knows how far that is. And of course, the training session was continuing with everybody aware that Wayne was still running around uh, the far reaches of uh, uh, of, of the estuary. <laughs> Um, and uh, uh, of course, the longer it went on, the more everybody couldn't help thinking, "Well, what on earth is going to happen when he gets <laughs> when he gets back?" Uh, but uh, uh, bless Wayne, uh, uh, he got back, and the circuit had calmed him down sufficiently, and he walked up back up to uh, to Paul Bucker and said, "All right, Gaffer," he said, "I might have been wrong to f to fly off the handle the, the, the way I did," and I think Paul turned around and said. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, and normal service was yeah. was resumed. But he, he uh, was duly the first name on the team sheet well, the, next, the following you, Saturday. You wouldn't leave him out if he was no, fit, would you? He so, wouldn't. Uh, um, no, no. It was. It was. Uh, uh, but obviously, in the course of conversation, those sort of things just sprung back to mind, as as, as many of my memories of that team did as well. Yeah. Good luck to Bucks, by the way. We're following Sacramento's uh, results yeah. closely over Wins here. Wins away to Seattle yeah. and home to Orange County, and they're off to Tulsa Roughnecks this Saturday. And Paul was saying that, that, that uh, although obviously he'll be giving 100% uh, um, attention to that, um, uh, uh, it won't be long before he's f trying to find out how United have got on at Aldershot. Which brings us to the end of this week's Herald Express. Devon Live Yellow Army Sharp End of the Season podcast, to give it its full name. Uh, we'll be on the A303 on Saturday. Put your scarves out the window. Come up and say hello at the game. If you've got any questions that you want us to ask or answer on the podcast, just come up and ask. Big, big day, isn't it? And as ever, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.